everyone. Oh, welcome to a new year, 2023. This is the year that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, it's so good to see all of you in the sanctuary today and, and on YouTube and all the other tubes we have for you to watch and to listen to. We thank you for being here because this is the place to be in 2023. At this time, we invite our praise team under the direction of Sister Hope Carr and her beautiful husband, Brother Darnell Carr. I tell you, they are a couple and a family to get to know and to listen to because they are an anointed group of cars. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time on this first day of the year. Come on, somebody ought to give God some praise today. How many know we serve a great God? He's worthy of all glory and honor, and we came to praise him this morning. Glory and honor, dominion and power, now and forever. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth with power, forever with power. Greater than all you are sovereign, God. God, great God. Worthy of honor and glory. We stand here in reverence, blessed in your presence, Jehovah. Forever and ever, our God. Come on, if you're able, stand to your feet. Glory and honor, dominion and power, now and forever. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth with power, forever with power. Greater than all you are sovereign. Come on, God, great God. God, great God. Worthy, worthy of honor and glory. We stand here in reverence, blessed in your presence. Jehovah, forever and ever our God. Glory and honor, dominion and power, now and forever. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth with power, forever with power. Greater than all you are sovereign God. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than our God. Than our God. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody's greater, greater than our God. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody's greater, greater than our God. 
Father, we thank you for being a great and mighty God. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way and bringing us here safely. But not only bringing us here safely, but just taking us through this whole year, Father. Thank you for being merciful and gracious, Father. And thank you for your mercy and grace that follows us every day. We thank you as we go into the new year, Father. We'll definitely always take you with us and acknowledge you in all of our ways, Father. And we just ask you to bless this service this day. And lead us and guide us in all that you would have us to do on this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I tried, cause you've been so good. Come on and think about it. Oh, you've been so good. You are good, Lord. You, you've been good. better than good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you. I owe you my life. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I tried, cause you've been so good. Yes. Even if I try 
is so good. Think of his mercy. Oh, you've been oh so good. You've been, you've been so good to me. Come on, so many doors have opened. So many doors you've opened, so many ways you made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me. So many, so many ways. So many times you've healed me. Hey, you've been better than good to me. To me, you've been so good, Lord. You've been so good. Hey, you've been so good to me. Come on and give the Lord a good praise this morning. Think about how he opened those doors you thought were closed. Think about how he made a way for you when there was no way. Lord, you've been better, better than good to me. We love you, Lord. Oh, just think about it again. Think about it. He's been so good. As I look at all of you in the sanctuary, I can say he's been so good out of certainty. You know why? Because you're still here. Able to walk and talk, drive your cars, and come to the place you should be every week. And certainly on the beginning. So let me invite you now to hear the word of God. The Bible says the only thing that will last forever is the word of God. And now for those of you who are able, I invite you to stand out of reverence for God's holy word. Come with us to the book of Psalm in the Old Testament, the book of Psalm, chapter 8, Psalm chapter 8. If you don't have it in front of you, just listen, listen. Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 through 2, Psalm 8, 1 through two. And listen now for the word of the Lord. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. 
You have set your glory above the heavens. Even out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. The word of God for the people of God. Won't you pray with and for me now, Father God, as I come before you, once again, symbolically knee bowed and body bent before thy throne of grace. Lord, please allow now the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of your son, Jesus the Christ, let the church say, Amen. You may be seated. Reading from the book of Psalms on this first Sunday and on this New Year Day, the lectionary scripture, the scripture suggested for pastors to preach. So you know that we're not making up something if we lectionary preachers. Somebody say amen. Psalm 8 is a psalm of praise. And with that knowledge, we say, welcome everybody to a brand new year. We made it. Somebody needs to say, say, we made it. Hallelujah, God. Oh, at the beginning of each new year, it's an opportunity now. It's just an opportunity to, to re-examine, to re-evaluate, to look and determine what we need to be doing this new year. Not so much on what we did, unless it was good. Not so much on the past but on a new opportunity to do better than we've ever done. You know, that's why we make New Year resolutions. Uh, some of y'all, some, I, um, we all ought to be making some resolutions though, some things to focus on and keep in our minds because we know that there are things in our lives and in the church of Jesus Christ that we need to make a commitment, commitment to focus on this year. There are things we need to bring to our conscious mind that the Bible says we need to be doing that we are doing. Somebody say amen, amen. Listen to me, all this craziness in the world today, this devilish thing, the doubts and fears in our world today, we need to understand some things. I said understand some things, not just hear them, but understand some things. Child of God, something wonderful 
needs to be happening in the church of Jesus Christ in the year 2023. Somebody say amen. The world needs to witness a renewed energy in the church. All the last three years of God testing. He tested us the last three years, church. He tested would we follow him anywhere he goes. He tested would we change because he said change. He's tested us this year. He's tested our faithfulness. And so one of the things we ought to be filled with is God, no matter what goes on, I will be faithful to your church in all circumstances. Oh, the world needs to witness from us a renewed energy in the church. The world needs to, need to believe that this year, God is going to restore everything the devil stole from his church. The writer needs to say amen. And the devil, you hear what I'm talking about? The devil has stolen a lot of things from the church of Jesus Christ. Not just over these 50 years, we've seen a decline, people being left out, people being satisfied with just having a little click at the church that was enough for them. Oh, people being satisfied with just be seen in the name called in God's house, oh, as if it belonged to them. I know what I'm talking about. I've been here a long time. The devil has stolen a lot of things from the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, blessed child of God. There is a reality that I want you to deal with today, and that reality is that all of the things, he said all of the things, the devil from the church, the most detrimental thing was what we're going to talk about today. Because the devil took one of the church's most valuable treasures. The devil took from people in the church the idea uh, that they were to be praised. The church's most valuable treasures he took, namely our praise unto God Almighty. He took it from the church. Our praise. Our praise. Don't say we don't know how to praise because we do know how to praise. You know, people say you can go to a football game or a basketball game or you can go to a concert and you won't know a Methodist from a Baptist, from a Presbyterian, from a Lutheran, from an Episcopalian. Now, now we Methodists have a, a bad reputation because... Anyway, we have a bad reputation. People say, you come in the Methodist church, you can't tell who is dead or alive. That's what, that's what they say. Reminds me of when I was preaching across the country, and I'd go and preach, they'd say, you couldn't be United Methodist. I thought, oh, my God, until I heard my, my pastor, my father in the ministry, say to us, you can be African-American, you can be Korean, you can be 
African, Eastern, any kind of way, you can be your cultural self in the United Methodist Church. Oh, glory to God. What a relief that was. But I can't say nothing because I had to learn it. The pastor said, I want you to go to churches who say amen. And I want you to come back here and say amen. And I went, well, I don't know if I can do that. I might could say, beautiful. But for me to just let go and let God, I'll try it. Ever since the Holy Ghost released me from the chains of deadness, when it comes to God, I have been a new person. It's like made me free. Free. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to take it back in 2023. I decree in the name of Jesus that in 2023, we are going into the enemy's camp, and we're going to take back what the devil stole from us. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it's time to take back our praise. What we're talking about today is upgrade your praise. You upgrade everything, upgrade your praise. And so in our scripture lesson for this day, the word says, the word says, and let us start with verse 2a. It says, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. My Lord, my Lord, in other words, so manifest are God's perfections and so powerful is praise that by very weak instruments, God conclusively sets forth his, his praise. Have you ever watched a baby sleeping? Yes, you have. And then suddenly while they are still asleep, they smile. You ever seen that? Our parents and grandparents would say that the baby's talking to the angels. Amen, glory to God. Are you ever talking to the angels? Well, we know what angels do. They're always praising God, and they're real. Angels are real. You don't get to be an angel. Angels are created. Don't be looking at somebody and say, you're an angel. No, they're not. None of us are angels. We were created just a little lower than the angels. They are a separate creation. And I tell you, at my age, I see them and feel them, and I even hear them all the time. Oh, I wish I knew when I was young what I know now, but you know God's timing is perfect. It's time to take back our praise. And so, when you know that children are the ones that said, you know, the Bible says you can't go to heaven unless you go back to being a child, which means children, you know, children trust. They trust their parents, they, they just trust. 
children, children have faith that the mom and the dad are going to take care of them and be there every day. Have you seen the glee and excitement in children when they are presented with the stars at night? Uh, we don't want to show them the stars at night anymore. We like to take them to Toys R Us. But let me tell you something. God's done better than that. Oh, when they see the stars at night, the moon in the heavens, the ocean, a flower, a bird. Praise is so strong that even the weak little baby's praise will stop the work of the devil. We should learn from a child because we too must realize that God gives us the very breath that we breathe. God, God governs the beat of our hearts. God upholds our strength. God heals our bodies and minds and emotion. God saves our souls. God provides our need. God defects our enemies for his glory. All you want to show your class. You want to show your education. Ah, you want to show all the things that, that God has done for you that you brag about or that you're happy about. Oh, you want to show a real upbringing? Then do what is appropriate to do from what the Bible says in the church. Oh, hallelujah. It is church etiquette. It is Christian protocol to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the question this morning is, well, well, Pastor, what is praise? I'm so glad you asked me that. Praise, praise in its essence is the adoration of God for the things he has done and is doing and will do for you and for me. It's like saying, thank you, thank you. For a workable definition, however, you must qualify this by going further and explaining what praise looks like. Uh-oh, that's where we get in trouble. What does praise look like? You've seen it before on the TV. You see it all the time. Like I said before, when you go to some event, not to church, but an event, mm -hmm, you see it, people praising, jumping, hollering. Oh, oh, that's praise. So the question is, listen, praise is always active. Oh, Help me, Jesus. Praise is always active. It is assertive. It is demonstrative. And it's open. It's not passive and presumptuous and undemonstrative or secretive. You don't want to go in a closet, close the door, and praise the Lord. You want to praise the Lord out in the open, somebody said. You want to praise the Lord for somebody to ask who don't know him, what you doing? Oh, explain that to me. So I, just don't, oh, I just don't know. He, he touched me. And all oh, the joy that fills my soul. Something, I don't have a word for it. This something beyond explanation. Something happened. And now I know that he, he touched me and he made me behold. Whenever praise is mentioned in the Bible, there's movement and action and sounds and songs are seen and heard. What do we learn from the word of God about 
praise, we learn many things, beloved. We learn many, many things. The Bible says, my mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. My lips, my God shall praise you. How many of us anymore who have children and grandchildren have heard us praise God? And it just ought to be like a habit. You walking around the house, thank you, Lord. Washing the difference, praise your holy name. Oh, sweeping the floor. Glory to your name. Your kids ought to have heard that instead of some of the things that we so easily spit out of our mouths. All in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 27, after the preacher would speak, it's in the Bible. After the preacher would speak the truth, it says in the Bible, then the people would say, amen. That's in the Bible. So to sit here while I'm preaching and nobody don't know the truth but me, something wrong with that picture. When you hear the truth preached, you say, amen. That's what the Bible says. Uh, then the people would say, amen. Therefore, praise is vocal adoration and response. Yeah, I just heard her say, mm-hmm, that's praise. Mm-hmm, if you can't say amen, you're too cute, just say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, God. Say something, praise may be audible. It may be audible without being vocal. Clapping. It's praise. It's audible. Clap your hands, the Bible says. All you nations, praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Make some noise up in here. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. There are forms of praise that are neither vocal or audible. One is the lifting of hands. See, I've never understood why people don't want to lift their hands. I don't, it don't cost nothing. I mean, you know, you ought to be blessed to be able to lift them. Some people don't have no hands to lift. And yet in church, we too cute to simply Raise your hands. Look, if you can't raise your hands when you praise God, hear me. Ain't nobody told you that but the devil. The Bible says, raise your hands in praise. Then it's talking about clapping your hands. There are forms of praise that are neither vocal or audible. One is the just like I said, the lifting of hands. It says, in your name, the Bible says, in your name, I will lift my hands. Oh, don't cause nothing. It's easy. Lift your hands and praise. And another form of praise that is neither vocal or audible is dancing. Uh-huh. See, I'm, I'm a... I'm a 60s child. 
You know about Motown? Yeah. Motown is played all over the world because everybody loves to hear Motown music. Don't let anybody my age who looks like me tell you that they don't know how to dance. Don't let them tell you that, young people. The devil is a lie. We know how to dance. Dancing is good for your body. Lose a little weight. Dancing is good for your mind. Dancing is good for your soul. Move that body, not for the world, but for the Lord. Oh, I love to dance. And I can dance. Glory to God, I can dance. And what I've done is I just changed partners. Now I dance with the Holy Ghost. Hey, dance unto the Lord. Let them praise God's name, the Bible says, Psalm 149.3, with dancing. Ooh, glory to God. I'm telling you, the honky-tonks ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> I'm, ju I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, I can, oh, oh, oh. I spoke at a service uh, two or three Sundays ago, and I'm telling you, I don't know, I just... I don't hope, I just, oh, Jesus, Jesus, full of United Methodist. And you know, I came up, the Lord was saying, dance with me. I'm going, but I can't dance from these people. These people don't know nothing about dancing. He said, dance with me. I thought, oh, Lord, have mercy. And then the Holy Ghost just told me to look at the musicians who came out to Holiness Church, and I just went, hey, that's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah, I didn't embarrass you for karma first. I danced to the glory and to the honor of God. I had no shame. I didn't care about who was watching. I got caught up. Caught up in the Holy Spirit. And you should have seen the people who you thought were dead jump up. Because they got caught up in the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. Yet another form of praise that's visible and yet not audible or vocal is that of kneeling. Oh my God, I'm so happy. I have, I have two uh, new knees God gave me. You know, the body gets like a car. You got to go in for repairs. And I praise God that he can repair stuff, make it last a little longer. So now I can kneel, because I got two new God-given knees. I praise him. I praise him for that. God did that. God did that. Therefore, praise is uh, adoration of God, and thanks to God that is vocal, audible, visible, any one or all of these things all the time. And to bring it home, just to, just to bring it home, when we praise and adore God, we have to do something, something with our body. Sometimes you don't hear a tear, that's your body. A smile, that's your body. 
We have to do something with our, our body. Now, I've told this story before where one very famous person, pastor in the United Methodist Church, told a story that one time uh, someone got a 911 call at the 911 center that somebody had passed away on a Sunday morning in worship service. And so they sent the ambulance as fast as they could and they got there and people were wondering what was taking them so long and they said they were trying to find the one. That was really dead. Stop people from talking about us. That's all I know. We ain't all like that. We ain't all like that. And so secondly, beloved, you need to understand that there is only one reason, one reason. See, there's only one reason why people do not love to praise God with all their being. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. There's just one reason people can't bless the Lord with their bodies, their mouth, their emotions. You see, the absence of praise simply means that someone has an inadequate view of who God really is. You cannot know God and not praise God. You cannot know God and not get excited about what God is doing and going to do. You can't look here. You don't act like a dead person when your grandchildren come to see you. Well, no, don't even say nothing. <laughs> you don't ask, act dead when the boyfriend come to see you. You don't act dead when you get to buy a new dress that you can't afford. But when it comes to God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, God, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present, nobody like him, God. Now that's something to be proud of because to know God is to praise God. Beloved, God's only... He's only worthy of our praise. You really want to know the truth. All those other things and people we be praising, we get sick, you ain't nowhere to be found. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about a being, a living being that is so powerful that there's nobody like him but him. I'm talking about God. First, one of our lessons is preparing us to get an adequate view of God so that we can praise him. We read, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. Name in all the earth is in the name. The Bible came out of an African-Asian context. And in Africa and Asia, uh, in their thought and in culture, a name is never used merely to designate someone to keep from confusing them with somebody else. The names were used as an expression of the kind of person they were. 
or where I were to become. A name. A name. I don't know. I'm not saying anything about the names today, but some of these names, y'all have made it hard for young children to even spell their name. What's the matter? What's the matter? Which, I don't know. Some of these children can't pronounce or spell these names. Therefore, the names of God stand for his manifold nature. His names are simply an extension of who he is. The names of God are how to reveal himself to us, how he tells us who he is. Names are important. That's why when you call somebody out of their name, they're ready to fight because name calling is a serious business. You're a Christian, but if somebody called you out of your name, they called you, uh, we, we should watch out. Uh, with our children because what they call themselves and each other. When I was a pastor at another church, you could not call a, a person a dog. Let me tell you how evil the devil is. Hey, dog. But you know what the devil does? He changes things. He turns things around. Now, dog spelled backwards is what? God. You ought to be saying, hey, God, you are created in the image of a God. I am not a dog, and I don't have dogs, so don't call me that name. Because then I put my religion down on the ground. <laughs> Look up and say, Lord, give me one minute. One minute, just one minute to go the other way. Just give me one minute. I'll be through, and I'll be back to you in a minute. Don't call me out of my name. That's why we're Christians. But if somebody doesn't know that, then God bless them, because we should watch out. We all had nicknames, you know. Growing up, people had nicknames that's very African. You might get a formal name that sounded pretty, but then people would call you what you look like or what you act like. Back in the day, my neighbors affectionately called each other by nicknames. I knew Buki and Junior and Big Man and Inches and Legs and Boots and Tootsie and Winnie Pooh and Big Red, Crazy Adder and Booga Bear. They was all in my community. Listen carefully now. Here we go. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You want to know who God is? Look at God's names. In the Bible, we found names for God. Elohim. He's the creator of heaven and earth who was in the beginning. El Shaddai. He's the God Almighty of blessings. He is all bountiful and all sufficient. Adonai. Adonai means he's our Lord and our master. Jehovah. Jehovah, he's the completely self-existing one. Always present, revealed in Jesus Christ. Jehovah Jireh. Oh, he's the one who sees our needs and provides for them. Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer and the one who makes better experiences. Sweet Jehoiim Kaddish. He's the Lord, our sanctity. 
sanctifier. He has set us apart for himself. Jehovah Nisi, he's our victory, our banner, and our standard. His banner over us is love. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, he'll lift up a standard against him. No weapon form against us will prosper. We have to know who he is by the meaning of his name. Jehovah Shalom. He's our peace. That peace that transcends all understanding. Jehovah to set canoe our righteousness. He became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jehovah Roha, he's our shepherd, and we shall not want for any good or beneficial thing. Jehovah Shama means he will never leave us or forsake us. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. You set your glory above the heavens. Oh, my dear child of God, you'll praise him when you realize who he is. Oh, somebody say amen. Oh, glory to God. And then finally, verse 2b settles it for today. It settles it. Why has God ordained praise? I'm reading somebody's mind because y'all still ain't got this. Your mind is going, why has God ordained praise? He ain't the Lakers. Because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. In other words, praise gets rid of your enemies and praise shuts the mouth of the devil. Oh, Enemies like sickness and pain and sorrow and fear, depression and fatigue. Praise is our arsenal. Praise is our chief weapon against the enemy. Because the truth is that praise is strength. And strength is praise. Praise stops the enemy. Dead in its tracks. Neither the devil nor his demons can offer any protest after praise. They are hushed. Because when you praise God, the enemy panics. When you praise God, the enemy is devastated. When you praise God, the enemy is irritated. That's why you mess with some of y'all so much. You ain't doing nothing to make him mad or irritated. I believe that demons turn on each other when we praise God. Oh, God. Their, their, their ranks are broken. Your praises are like scratching on a blackboard or rubbing on a balloon. Praise makes the demons flesh crawl. It drives them crazy. Upgrade your praise. Oh, child of God, we need to praise the Lord. When we down and out, let the first thing be to praise the Lord. Not to call your family and friends as good as they are. They not God. Be the first thing you do is to call the Lord. When my members used to call me on the phone, the first thing I say is, did you, have you praised God? Before you call me, have you praised God? Because if you start doing that, I won't get a whole lot of calls. <laughs> God will fix it. Every time when everything that could go wrong does go wrong, all you need to do is praise him when you are about to give up on a particular situation. Praise God. When you're lonely, praise him. When death comes, praise him. 
When you don't have a dime to your name, praise him. When you are misunderstood, praise him. When you're sick, praise him. When you're hurt, praise him. Let your praise take you somewhere. Let it fill the atmosphere. Let it change the environment. I'm talking about praise. So look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to praise him. Say again, I'm going to upgrade my praise. Whatever it was, it's going to be better. I was thinking, uh, there, well, I, you know, I love music, like God loves music. But there are some songs I, one I'm just going to do the words to, and then the other one. Daughter Hope is going to, to sing us into glory. But there's a song that I want to hear at my celebration. It's called For Every Mountain. If you've never heard it, look it up on your iPhone. Look up the lyrics to it. For every mountain, the song says, I've got so much to thank God for. So many wonderful blessings and so many open, open doors. A brand new mercy <laughs> along with each new day. That's why I praise you, Lord. And for this, I give you praise. For waking me up this morning. That's why I praise you. For starting me on my way, that's why I praise you. For letting me see the sunshine of a brand new day, that's why. That's why I praise you. You're Jehovah Jireh. That's why I praise you. You've been my provider. That's why I praise you. So many times you met my needs. So many times you rescued me. Even from myself. That's why. That's why I praise you. And so I want to thank you for the blessings you give to me. Each and every Every mountain. You brought me over. I want the young people to know there's some mountains you're going to have to climb. There's some valleys you're going to have to walk through, not stay in, walk through. 
for every trial, God, that you've, you've seen me through. For every blessing. Oh, hallelujah. For all of this, Lord, I give you, I give you, I give you praise. And then there's a, a song that God just put on my, in my spirit. I was, so I was preparing this sermon for today. of peace and of comfort. It is that song that changes the atmosphere. It's that song that heals the body. Oh, Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. This is what I want you to remember every day of 2023. God, you are more than enough for me. He's more than enough. Jehovah Rapha, you're my And I said, she said, I think we got it this time. I think we got it. I said, well, I, I thank God first. And I thank you second, doctor. Because I know he was in the healing process with you. I wouldn't be healed. She said, I understand. That's the proper order. See, you can't just not say something about God, no matter where you are. I might shout at the hospital. I may shout in a hospital room or in a hospital bed. And oh, I know it's by your stripes that I've been set free. Oh, Jehovah. Jehovah, shout. You, if nobody else is, you are with me to supply, not all my wants, but to supply all that I need. You're more than enough. More than enough. You're more than enough. That's why I love being alone with him. Oh 
stripes I've been set free Ooh, Jehovah Shammah you. you are with you. me you are with you supply, you supply.
everybody who come to you and ask ask you to forgive their sins confess with their mouths that they receive and love you and become a bona fide child of God I know we want to do it our but in these last three years, all God's saying is, is my way or no way? Come to Jesus. So easy. Come just as you are. I'm weary, worn, sad. Come to Jesus. He will be your more than enough. The doors of God's church are always open. If you are watching, you can call us or send us a message. We'll be glad to receive you. Is this, if this is not the church of your choice, if we can, we'll be glad to recommend you. Just join the church of Jesus Christ. Don't play with God. Because right now, believe it or not, he is not playing with us. He's chastising those he loves to bring us back in his own. So on this first Sunday in January and on this communion Sunday, we invite you now to join us for Holy Communion. The peace of God be always with you. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whosoever, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So Jesus invites us. He says, come to me, all you that are weary, and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls only in Jesus. And so we invite you now to spiritually unite with all the members of Pacoma First United Methodist Church and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by me. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread. He took bread and he broke it and he blessed it and he gave it. 
then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Please take your communion packages. Lord says, this is my body, the bread of life broken. of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation shed for you We thank you, oh God. We praise your name. That through your word, and this holy communion you have given us your son who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life we we lift up to you this day all the people of the world so strengthen us in your service that our daily lives may show our thanks through jesus christ our lord and our savior in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you for your offerings. Let the church say. You may stand to your feet. After the singing, you may be dismissed. God has spoken. Let the church. Amen. That's what the Bible says.